episode of the Divorced Assholes. I am Adam Hildebrandt, your host. With me today are Brian and Zoe. What's up? How's it going? We are uh, just kind of sitting here talking about shit. Um, we did have an episode out last week, I think, or was it the week before that? I don't know. It's been a haze ever since Elden Rings came out. <laughs> I... <laughs> Between that and work, I haven't really had much time to get stuff done. I think you came out and told us we were going to record, and then it just doesn't happen because you're busy playing. <laughs> yeah, that happens. <laughs> um, that's only happened like twice. Um, <laughs> like if we want to go out to a bar, that happened because I was supposed to like pay, play for a few minutes with my friends, and then it turned out to be <laughs> a few hours, <laughs> and then we missed out on getting bar food. That was that was lame. But yeah, so if you didn't know, Elden Rings is out, and if you're not playing it, you're not cool. Like you, Brian. Calling you out. <laughs> There's other games that came out that I'm invested in. Uh-huh. They're saying Elden Rings is one of the best games of the year. Yeah, well, the game I'm playing, Grand Turismo 7, they're saying is the worst game of the year. <laughs> Why are you playing it then? No, they're saying it's the worst because the servers have been terrible. And they've crashed twice now. Uh, Elden Rings has crashed twice. Well, Not it, the servers, but my game has crashed twice. Well, the problem is Gran Turismo 7, it's online only. So when it crashed, the game was down oh. for a whole day. I couldn't play it at See, all. See, I don't like that. I don't yeah. like online only games. Because with Elden Rings, I can play that offline or online. Like, if I'm offline, I'm playing by myself, obviously. But online, you have the option. Yeah. Which... A lot of the times I'm going through the playthrough, I play by myself anyway, so I won't even notice if I'm offline. Except for I usually, like, try and help other people out, but just to get more souls. But yeah, you should be playing Elden Rings. We're not sponsored by them or anything, but <laughs> it's a really cool game. If you're a Souls, like, if you play Demon, Dark, Souls, you'd like the game. I'm sure if you played those games, you know about it and you're playing it now, but yeah, that's what we've been doing. And, or I've been doing and then we're also moving too so we will probably still have episodes out like on time or every week but if they're a little scatterbrained or <laughs> if we miss a week it's shit's going on so but we decided since Colleen is unavailable this week we were going to do just kind of a another side or bonus episode um, and Zoe, what are we going to be talking about today? Oh, I'm actually really excited about what we're going to be talking about. Uh, creepy pasta. I used Ooh. to uh, listen to creepy pasta a lot when I was younger, and I used to have my room was just like completely blacked out, just like just a depressed like <laughs> teenager. I would just listen to them. They freaked me out like so much. I'd like. It's like late at night, I'm like going into the bathroom, like punching the shower curtain to make sure no one's in there. How old were you? I was probably like 15, 16 when I was like really heavily into listening to them because I thought they were interesting. That's funny. That's probably about the time I was listening to them. That's probably when they about were getting big on the internet. Um, but I was much older and I was playing Dark Souls 3. I would just sit in my living room, I'd listen to them because my... Now, now, ex-wife was, like, doing her makeup, so I would just listen to music 
while not music uh creepy pastas while playing dark souls or bloodborne which that's another souls game but bloodborne was perfect because it was like um olden times it's kind of like steampunk kind oh, of oh, yeah. so it's like dark it's all yeah. about blood so it was like perfect setting for oh, a lot yeah. of them and it was a good time like i had a lot of fun being completely depressed and by myself <laughs> well, well i had a wife like either sitting next to me or in the other room <laughs> <laughs> it, it was better when she was in the other room because then i was by myself but she was sitting right there it's kind of awkward because i'm trying to be depressed but yeah so we we just looked up short creepy pastas. we're gonna just gonna read some of them for you today this will be kind of like a trial if you guys like them we'll do more of these uh, if you guys don't like them, we'll fucking come up with other topics. <laughs> but yeah, if you guys like them, like I said, we'll come out with more. Uh, so I'm going to start off with Darkness in the Rear View Mirror. And I just sent these off to all three of us, so I don't think any of us have read them. So <laughs> this will be a journey. So this one starts off, In the summer of 2013... I found myself driving home alone on the highway, 902, from a party. This is already better than reading shit Coin gives me. <laughs> she doesn't use punctuation at all, so it's really hard to know where to stop. I love that they have periods and commas. Uh, it was almost midnight, and needless to say, it was pitch black. As well, usual at night. I was on edge, I had the radio off, and could hear nothing but the muffled roar of tires on pavement, and the dull hum of the engine. It wasn't a loud hum, because they probably have their catalytic converter. <laughs> we were just talking about that. <laughs> Apparently, people are stealing those again, so watch out. Listen to your cars if it's really loud. <laughs> Someone might have stole yours. Um, I stole a glance, so it's funny, that's the next sentence. Uh, I stole a glance into the rear view, or the middle rear view m mirror? So your main rear view? That's odd. And saw nothing but darkness through the back window. I know that I looked backward and saw nothing. I'm sure of it. Just the seemingly endless blackness of night. I remember it so clearly because not ten seconds later, a car passed me to the left. Headlights on. I had one of those sudden adrenaline rushes, like when you think you see a person outside your bedroom window, when it's just a tree. Or when you start awake at night with the feeling of falling. Ten seconds earlier, nothing had been behind me. Suddenly a car. I drove the rest of the way home, shivering and knowing something was off. Dude's probably on cocaine. <laughs> The next morning, I found two seats, uh, two sets of scratches near the back of my van. Oh shit! One was on the left rear, on one was on the right. The car was pretty old; they could have been there for months, but that was the first time that I distinctly remember seeing them. In hindsight, there were are two possibilities for what happened that night. Possibility one: by some glitch in reality, you go straight to that, huh? Or something paranormal, this other car had somehow appeared behind me within 10 seconds of me checking my mirror, like some weird ghost crap or something. However, the second option is what makes my blood run cold even when I consider it. 
It didn't even occur to me until months after the fact, but it makes me drive makes me dread driving alone at night even more. Possibility two: the car was normal. It had approached me from the rear and passed to my left. However, something large and wide, and as black as night, had been clinging to the rear of my car, obscuring my view through the window and leaving deep scratches on the sides. And I had advertently driven it home with me. I like this story. It kind of reminds me of the scary stories to tell in the dark. The Hook. Did you ever read yeah. about that one? I like that one. My mom used to tell me that when I was like super little. I love that the first thing he goes to is a glitch in reality. <laughs> it's like, yeah, that's that's the first option. It's got to be. knows we're in the matrix. That or it's another paranormal thing. <laughs> it's like, no, dude, you're on the road. Cars are fast. They'll come up on you. Like a turn? Was there a turn? Or, you know, he didn't say he was driving the straight line. He didn't say the third possibility is just someone keyed his car. <laughs> well, he was also talking about how the car came out nowhere, so he's trying to explain oh, that, too. Okay. That's the whole thing. But, yeah, it, I mean, I don't really get that either. Like, scratches kind of come from anywhere. <laughs> My fucking car got scratched by a, a fence falling down on it. <laughs> and I'm still working on getting that fixed. Yeah. My baby. What do you think? What's the fourth option, Zoe? We're coming up with new... These aren't a part of the, <laughs> the actual creepy pots. So we're just talking shit now. A glitch in the simulation. And then what was the other one? A dark monster beast. Oh, yeah. Clinging to the back of his car, which is going to kill him sometime. Because <laughs> he brought it home with him. Yeah. Okay. Because that's clearly a very likely possibility. It also didn't go into depth how deep the scratches were. No, just scratches. <laughs> if something was clinging on there, it'd be deep scratches. Yeah, and if it was like a... <laughs> I mean, maybe it was deep. This well, was like no, he would have. <laughs> well, I don't know how big his car is. If it's a smart car, maybe a cat could. <laughs> maybe it was a big cat. I don't know. But yeah, cars get dinged all the time in fucking parking lots. Like people, people just throw open their doors all the yeah, time. It's so annoying. That's why I try to never park next to people. I see Colleen and her kids do it all the time. I'm like, oof. I think my idea is that he's driving on a dark road late at night and he probably is just getting hypnotized because he's saying he can only hear like the low hum of the tires on the pavement. I bet he was probably like swaying on the road and there's like tree branches and he just accidentally runs oh, into them. That's a good one. Yeah, that's actually legit. <laughs> so you're thinking he was just a little bitch and yeah. <laughs> hit, hit some trees. Can't take accountability for himself. He's like, what? That, that couldn't have been me. I like that. That's a nice, good one. Yeah, I like that you touched on him being a little bitch. Um, I was at work and I came across this guy who had... Um, I was setting him up for insurance and I won't name names, obviously. But he had taken his wife's last name. <laughs> What? <laughs> it comes up because I have to verify last name, first name. And I was like, hey, these two names, your last name doesn't match with what I have here. He's like, oh, yeah, yeah. And it matched with his wife. So I was like, oh, that's kind of weird. Um, is, maybe we have the wrong last name here. And he just nonchalantly like, oh, yeah, no, I took my wife's last name. <laughs> oh, okay. 
<laughs> he sounded like he was a little ashamed. Yeah, <laughs> he definitely wasn't the breadwinner of the relationship. <laughs> well, I had to I had to stop work actually and just laugh. Like, oh, I was just imagining this just tiny little guy talking to his because I think their last name was Hispanic, so I think it, like think of this big burly Mexican woman like yelling at him. Did you get that insurance set up? Yes, honey. <laughs> Not to disparage you if you do take your wife's last name, um, but I do think you're a bitch if you do. <laughs> Which, I mean, there are legit reasons. Like, if someone hates their last name or they hate their family, I can see changing your, your last name, but don't take your wife's. That's like, that's totally a bitch move. Come up with a whole new name all Yeah, yeah, that's what I would do. And force your wife to change hers. That's the whole <laughs> point of getting married. And the one thing, I don't know if I brought this up on the last podcast, or um, on this podcast, but I made my ex-wife take my last name, and it took forever to get it actually put in. Because we work, like, on pretty late schedules, like, all through the week, obviously. And with the only days we had off were weekends. And I guess the people who did it, or maybe she just took forever, but at least what she told me is, like, um, they were only ever open on the weekends. Like, you could only do it on the weekend or the weekdays, mm -hmm. never on the weekends or holidays. So it was hard to find time to do it. Yeah. And then when she finally did it, it, like, took months or maybe a year That's for it to actually crazy. change. And <laughs> so the, the last year of our marriage, she finally got it changed over to Hildebrandt. And on her license, just before we got divorced. Oh, my God. <laughs> so that's one of the, like, one of the happy takeaways, though. <laughs> she's going to have to go. She's probably changed it by now, but she had to go through that whole thing again. <laughs> Unless she still ha I doubt she still has my last name, but that would be hilarious if she still had it, because it's such a bitch to change it. <laughs> I mean, she could just not have wanted our last name. It was taking forever. That's probably a possibility, too, but... In my mind, it makes me laugh yeah. to think of that. Like, just after she gets it, she's like, fuck. <laughs> that might have saved our marriage. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I think Brian is next. Yes. Uh, number two, it is titled... You don't have to number them. Well, it's number two. I think everybody knows they can count. This is the second story we're reading. <laughs> okay, well, this is the second one. And my phone just went off. It's called instant messaging. I am. Do I need to do like the creepy voice? Yeah. No, do whatever you want. <laughs> You're the one reading it. It all started on the 14th Terrible night. Terrible, start over. <laughs> do it better. <clears throat> I don't have my, uh, my spooky voice on. It all started on the... <laughs> How is that? Wait, wait, wait. Wait, wait, that's your spooky voice? I don't know. He sounded like, like a three-year-old child <laughs> when Children he's in trouble. Scary. <laughs> like, you better read that story. Okay. <laughs> okay. It all Just read started. it normal. Never mind. You're bad at this. <laughs> Just imagine it's scary while I'm saying it. It all started on the 14th night of March, the right of my parents' 20th wedding anniversary. I said right, but that's night. It was wonderful, sunny day, if memory serves, surprisingly warm for before the beginning of the spring. The beautiful weather was perfect for the atmosphere of the day, 
being married for 20 years is obviously a momentous occasion, so my parents had booked a table at our favorite Italian restaurant. You know what that means. They've been unhappy for eight years. <laughs> I clearly have a bad take of marriage. Well, now, of course, this was a formal occasion, so I had my best suit on. It was 5.33, and I was just straightening my tie when my phone went off. I received a message. That's strange, I thought. That's, that never happens. I checked the message. It was from my mum. It says mum. <laughs> oh, it's probably from England. It was from mum. Hey, mama. It was quite a jumble of numbers and letters, but though the uh, vocabulary stew I would m make out of the legible phrase, please help me. It should go without saying that this worried me greatly. So, right. See, he got please help me out of a jumble of numbers? Numbers and letters. So oh. it, was, it was like she was typing really fast. Oh, I thought he was like mm -hmm. fucking writing in... <laughs> Morse code. <laughs> no, no, no. Like binary. <laughs> Like, Jesus, if you can read that. <laughs> probably an engineer. Well, they are Europeans, so... Then they probably wouldn't. <laughs> now, it should go without saying that worried me greatly. So I immediately replied, are you okay? Just as, in just as instantly, I got another text which read, oops, pocket text. I, so I signed with, uh... Oh, it says signed, but I think it says side with all the relief I had and continued to prepare myself. Yeah, these aren't going to be the best vocabulary. There was a couple of errors on mine. There's punctuation, but there's a typo since then. <laughs> now, a few minutes later, I received yet another message, this time from my dad. I checked the text, and once again, it was massive mixture of letters and numbers with the phrase, please help me, concealed within. Creepy though this was, my dad was al always a joker. So I presumed he was just joking around until I was sent another text saying, oops, pocket text. Now, now that sparked a panic. Pure, unmistakable panic. Exactly. See, that's one thing our father wasn't. A joker. Yeah, definitely not. He never joked. He, I wish we had did, a funny but... father. <laughs> no, if he did, he was like super intellectual and a five-year-old, so it's like way over your head. It was the same joke we heard last summer. Yeah. <laughs> he had the worst humor. Has. He's still alive. <laughs> has the worst humor. <laughs> yeah, anyways. Okay, then so exactly half a minute passed when I received the exact same message from my sister now. They're going through the whole family. This could not be... Thank God it's not our family. <laughs> That's going to be a long fucking... <laughs> it's going to take you a month to put all those together. <laughs> Now this could definitely not be a coincidence, it just couldn't. In a state of sheer anxiety, I started to run to the restaurant. I made it about a quarter of the way before I was stopped by a police officer. Main roads closed, he said. Huge car crash. This was the exact moment I realized just what had happened. I demanded to see the wreckage, a request I'm surprised was allowed. When I got there- No, they don't. This must be England. They don't usually do that. Yeah, like, no, fuck you, there's an accident, get the fuck out of here. Well, they drive on the wrong side of the road, too, so <laughs> they don't have... <laughs> I wonder if they have worse accidents than do. <laughs> I don't know those stati statistics. They do have worse roads, um, probably. Now, when I got there, it was the remnants of a car 
that caught my eye. Not the flames billowing from the destroyed vehicle. No, I was horrified to see the lifeless corpse of my mother, father, and sister. I asked for the estimated time of their deaths. All three of them were killed instantly by the collision at 532. If you remember, he was receiving those texts after. I don't. I wasn't entirely paying attention. After 533. How was he getting texts from them if they were dead? Or they were dying. (laughs) As it happened. Or bad cell reception. All their fingers could do was like... I think that's scarier than it being ghosts. Like, they were literally trying to say, help me, but they can't actually type it out because their fingers are all fucked up. You're well, totally I mean, right. Also, there's a big hole in there because it's. I got a they're just nose. estimating when they died. <laughs> yeah, how would they know exactly? Yeah, he they, just they showed up on say, the scene. Oh, it was oh, probably, probably is that what it said? Yeah, 532. They said exactly yeah. when. Okay, probably 532. You're not talking to the coroner, you're talking to yeah. some police officer that probably got there just half an hour ago. <laughs> But Unless they watched them die, and they're like, yeah, five, ten. Yeah, they're just sitting there, mm, no, they're, a oh, couple more minutes, they're going to be dead. <laughs> no. Hit the stopwatch. <laughs> oh, this one. Oh, shit. All at 532, did you see that? What a coincidence. Uh, but yeah, uh. That was kind of dumb the way it went, but that would have been better. Like, it wouldn't be a horror story. I guess it kind of would, but it'd be more like a morbid story. Yeah. Well, are the well then is the police guys in on it then? Well, no, I that doesn't make any sense because you said they said pocket dial after that, right? Yeah. I don't know. I don't really get the. That's what I was thinking when it kept saying that. I was figuring it was like a serial killer, but I was thinking like a ghost or something. I don't, I don't get the pocket dial thing. I don't know. If they're dead, why did they say that? Yeah. I don't know. Hmm. Unless the ghost really likes fucking with them, but they weren't smart enough to change the messages. <laughs> well, if it can write back, pocket dial or pocket. Did it say pocket dial? It says, oops, Well, that's weird dial. that he would say, like, please help. Well, wait, no, that's really weird then, because why would it say in, like, letters and numbers, please help me, and then the next one comes through clear. Yeah, that's oops, what I'm saying. Po- pocket dial. So then was it the cops that were in on it? What, are they taking their phones and then giving it back to them? <laughs> no, they were probably, well, no, they probably said the original please help me tags. And, and then, then the, the cops police took it away. And then they were like, oops, pocket text. Man, that's like a whole conspiracy <laughs> on this fake story. I, I don't know. The other thing I was thinking is another whole, uh, what if they just had bad reception and there's a delay in the text being sent out? Could be. I mean, <laughs> I'm assuming it's England. They have terrible service over there. Yeah. It's probably T-Mobile. <laughs> Or whatever they, I don't, I don't think they have T-Mobile. Do they? I have no. Idea. I don't know who they have. Over there. <laughs> they sell that stuff. I tried to buy a phone in London. Sony. <laughs> tried to buy a Sony, but they're all G GSM over there. So, pointless. anyways, um, yeah, that was. Could have been good, 
Yeah. Let's hope that this one is better. Midfield. Better, uh, they're okay. Alright, go for it, Zoe. Okay, this one is called Roommate Troubles. Okay, let's hear that creepy voice. This actually happened to me a few years ago. Uh, Wait, is this your creepy voice? Sounds more sassy. Well, no, I'm trying to, I'm just trying to set the tone for the story. (laughs) Oh, okay. You want to- I thought you were like, over literally. Oh, creepy. Uh, this actually happened to me. (laughs) This sounds monotone now. (laughs) Okay, so this actually happened to me a few years back at the University of the Arts in Philadelphia. My sophomore year, I roomed with a girl named Kara. She was a jazz vocalist, but her main interest was opera. We had a small room on the sixth floor of a dormitory called Juniper Hall. The walls were thin, and her last night singing and voice practices would keep me up late at night. Oh god, that's a fucking nightmare right there. Yeah, Yeah. that would be. Hearing opera while you're trying to sleep? I'd shoot her. Homicide. Or stick my dick in her mouth. Oh my god. I'd get her to shut up. Yeah, I would. <laughs> okay, after a month uh, or Don't so <laughs> of lost sleep, I convinced her to move her last night practice or her her last night practices to the music studios in the Miriam Theater building a block away. Around eight o'clock one evening, Kara announced that she would be practicing late for an upcoming recital and probably wouldn't be home until around midnight. Great, I thought. Sorry. I don't know. This is reminding me of one of those, like, um, ID channel, like, um, <laughs> murder, like, things. <laughs> this is, like, the setup. <laughs> and it shows her, this dumb bitch just kept on singing. <laughs> I had to. Yeah, I definitely can see that. So she wouldn't be home until around midnight. Great, I thought. That means... I could go to bed early. I was beat. I had a horrible day in acting studio and was ready to pass out as soon as I had dinner. She said goodnight and left, coffee and sheet music in hand. I made some grilled cheese and soup, gobbled it down, and immediately began to prepare for bed. By the time I got out of the shower... What? Bigger women is what we're guessing. (laughs) Gobble. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, that's a weird way to say you're eating. No, only fat women say that. Jesus. Yeah, I had a gallon of ice cream and just kind of gobbled it up. <laughs> By the time I got out of the shower, my eyelids were so heavy I could b- hardly brush my teeth. I pulled on my PJs and crawled into the top bunk of our bunk bed. I was out of, as soon as my head hit the pillow. I should take a second to describe the layout of our apartment. When entering the apartment, the bedroom was through the, a door immediately mm. to the left. <laughs> Women. Yeah, they think we need to know what oh the God. room looks like. It's like their directions. They have to tell you everything on the street. And there was a vanity on the south side. And let me tell you, it had lights that went up all along the mirror. And it was perfect for putting on my makeup right at noon. It sounded like you practiced that. <laughs> That's stuff I've heard. (laughs) I was married for five, six years. Um, I'm glad we gave this one to Zoe. This one's perfect. (laughs) Yeah, this is funny. Our bathroom was inside the bedroom, just past the bunk beds. 
you are it's as nice in the sense that you don't have to share bathrooms anyway i woke up to the sound of the apartment door closing i opened my eyes and groggily checked my phone midnight on the dot I rolled back over and closed my eyes. I heard Kara enter the room and stop in front of the bunk bed, checking to see if I'm actually asleep, I thought. She flopped down on the bed below me, which was strange, as she was a stickler for brushing her teeth and washing up before bed. Then again, exams are just around the corner, and we are all exhausted. The mattress below me creaked and then was silent. I couldn't even hear her breathing. I started to drift off again. I was just on the edge of deep sleep when I was startled awake again by a noise. A key in the lock, the door opening, and Kara entering our apartment, humming an opera tune. The mattress below me creaked. I think that proves that they were both plus-size women, because she could hear her sleeping. <laughs> you know, clearly she made some noise. <laughs> I don't know about you. I think I sleep pretty silently. Like, you can't hear me sleep. Mm. I don't usually snore. At least well, I Zoe's really skinny and she snores really loud. <laughs> well, that's snoring. She was saying breathing. Oh. She's like mouth, mouth breathing? breathing? <laughs> yeah, that was food stuck in there from gobbling down. <laughs> the, the grilled cheese and soup. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, God, that would be terrible. <laughs> I'm surprised she was whining about that. She was the first night of peace. <laughs> so it was a ghost. Or something. Something. Something with... Uh, nonetheless, something was in there with her. And it wasn't her friend. I think it was just the wrong room, you know? <laughs> it was a skinny lady came in, wrong dorm, went to bed on the bottom bunk. And she didn't notice because it wasn't her friend gagging for life. <laughs> I don't know. I don't... <laughs> I think that's our worst one so far. Interesting. Okay. Well, that moves us on to our next one. And I guess if you're numbering them like Brian, this would be number four. Story four. This one's a longer one, um, titled Kids in the Dark, and I hate it already. <laughs> I do not like kids, even though I have, how many nieces and nephews? We have like Shit, 20, I, I, can't even. I would say 26, over 20. yeah, maybe close to 30. Too well, many. High 20s, low 30s, something yeah. like that. I was oh, told a yeah. number, but it changes every year. Yeah. So. <laughs> There's a new set of like three of them every year, so. <laughs> Yeah, it's hard to keep track. But, thank goodness, I think we're running out of siblings that can create <laughs> They're them. getting too old. <laughs> yeah. Well, I guess they can start adopting, which is what yeah. one of them is trying to do. Ugh, whatever. They, they won't those. be really... Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, growing up poor in the Deep South meant sharing a lot with my brother. Ollie? Most often. Uh, there wasn't a question mark there. <laughs> Um, most often, let me restart. Growing up poor in the deep south meant sharing a lot with my brother Ollie. Most often, we'd pass toys, clothes, and skin conditions Ew. between us. What? Gross! <laughs> That's just so disgusting. Athlete's foot. 
herpes. Herpes. <laughs> Jesus. They're a little too close. Yeah, they're closer <laughs> than we are. Up until he was six, we even shared a bed. Neither of us was happy about that. Sounds like you were. <laughs> it was my 10th birthday when that changed. I got one present that year, and it was a bed of my own. Oh, that's a good present. Ollie was jealous. What kind of kid would be happy with a bed, though? Yeah. That's his only present? It's like a race car bed. Well, even then, they can't <laughs> play with it. <clears throat> um, Ollie was jealous right away, and I could understand why. He had to keep the half-broken-down frame with the worn-out mattress, the one I've gotten much... Uh, the one I'd gotten wasn't much better. But not being broken and worn was enough. Sleeping apart was a great feeling. It was freedom. No longer would I have to suffer the sudden and inexplicable kicks to my stomach. No longer would I wake up with Ollie's foot pressed into my neck like he'd stepped on Dracula the night before. I don't get the comparison there. Yeah. <laughs> I'm guessing he's saying his foot's cold. Oh. That's still a weird comparison. Yeah, why not just say ice cold? I that like is weird. in the freezer? That's... Yeah. <laughs> um, at least that was, that's what I thought. Right away, after, right after I got the new bed, the shriek started. At first, I thought Ollie woke up in the middle of the night and screamed because he had gotten scared. Then the sound echoed through the tiny room again, and I knew it wasn't a normal cry. The room was always black, as pitch as after sunset. The one window we had was pressed against a long leaf pine, and even the biggest, brightest moon cast no light inside. The shriek was just about drove me crazy. Every night, probably at the exact same time, these sharp yelps would knock me right out of my dreams. It wasn't my mom or dad yelling, either. I knew what that sounded like. Believe me. <laughs> an abusive household. <laughs> There's some incest going on here, and a lot of a lot of hitting. Um, most worrying of all was the fact I could never tell where it was coming from. Ooh. It seemed completely random. One night it'd come from somewhere near the closet. The next it'd shoot out from a corner of the ceiling, and hope I'd had. I'd had of having my own space okay would get dashed every time as Ollie would silently slip into bed with me shaking like crazy he'd collapse on me and wouldn't let go until it was almost daybreak most times I'd take his hand and tell him every, everything was going to be okay that it'd be over by morning but it was never really sure over time, the shrieks started changing. At first, it was only by small degrees, but eventually it took on the primal hooting sound of a primate calling out in its fierce warning. I had to clasp pillows to my ears just to keep from going deaf. Mom and Dad never believed me or Ollie, basically because the thing, whatever it was, refused to make a peep. When they were in the room, apparently they couldn't even hear it through the walls, even though it was damned sure loud enough. The shriek just got worse and worse, until I felt like I couldn't take it anymore. 
me and Ollie were doing really bad in school and we just had no energy at all. I could sleep more deeply with my head propped up and eyes open in the middle of class than in my own room at night. Then, thankfully, we moved out of the house. Nearly a year later, I had contemplated all sorts of things, even a child's clumsy concept of suicide. Oh, it's taking a dark turn, right? (laughs) To get away from the horrific nightly sound. There was no problem at the next house. It was a nice white cookie cutter home on a dead end street, and I welcomed the normality. What's more, when we moved in there was a bunk bed waiting for me and Ollie. No more broken bed. No more second bed I ended up having to share anyway. The only problem was deciding who'd get the top bunk. I told Ollie I deserved it. After all, I had gotten a new bed way back, and he ruined it by climbing in every night. What? He shook his head. I never did that. I had always wondered why the noise stopped the second I was sharing my bed. Now I had the answer. Dun dun dun! I'm confused. It wasn't his brother who was crawling into bed with him. Okay. It was whatever. It was whatever was screaming? Yeah. Ooh. Maybe God, that was a lot of fucking build up <laughs> just for that. It seems like a schizophrenic kid to me. Yeah. He's delusional. Thinking about killing himself, he's hearing things, There's seeing clearly things. Clearly depression going on. <laughs> no one else is hearing these things. Or Possibly drugs, things. alcohol, yeah. some cocaine. I don't know. That's a rough household. If he's thinking, <laughs> I don't think it's just that. If he's thinking uh, about killing himself. Yeah, no, you're not just going <laughs> to not. Why did they try different rooms? It's, they didn't <laughs> even think about that. Go sleep with mom and dad. See if it happens. It sounds like, like their parents don't like yeah, that. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Like, it doesn't sound like that was an option. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus, that poor kid. I'm wondering what kind of screaming they're talking about from the I parents. hope this is fictitious. <laughs> okay. Um, so, yeah, you think it was a zombie? Zombie ring kid? Yeah, the ring? You know, the meow kid? <laughs> You know what I'm talking about? That's the noise of it. <laughs> was it? I don't remember. No, it was more like a... <laughs> <laughs> Do you remember that kid? The Chinese boy oh, from The Ring? No, I haven't seen The Ring since I was a kid. Pretty sure it was The Ring. Or maybe The Grudge. Yeah, you're thinking of The Grudge. The Grudge. Okay. Wrong movie. Same. They're yeah, basically they're the same, same world, fucking yeah. shit. Yeah, The Grudge. I think it was that kid. Uh, yes. I used to do that to my little brother all the time. It never bothered me. It would freak him. Oh my god. My little brother was such a scaredy cat when he was younger, and it was just, like, so easy to, like, trick him. Also, I will say that I was a bully when I was younger, and, uh, like, we were so- we were so young that we, like, had shared a bedroom, and I remember, like, my mom would put us down to, like, go to bed for the night, and I would sit there in the dark room with my little brother and I'd be like, what is that dark shadow in the corner? And like, I would act like I was scared so that he would get super scared. I remember one time it got to a point where we were, we were like both hiding underneath his bed and he was like shaking so scared. And I'm like, oh my gosh, Drake, what is that? <laughs> Full knowing well that it's nothing and I'm just making it all up. 
Wow, Zoe, that's fucking evil. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome, though. I like that. <laughs> She's been a bully her whole life. <laughs> See, me and Brian shared a bedroom for a long time, and I, we bullied each other in normal ways. Like, I beat the shit out of him. <laughs> Women do like more we psychological. We together and get over it, though. Yeah, <laughs> we were made to shower. Well, not made. We we showered together till we'd hug and make up in the shower. <laughs> oh Dicks touching. God. Oh my god! I think my I'm like. Sorry, bro. I don't, I always had like fun scaring people though. I think my worst like worst like bully scaring moment i was in like the second grade and you know how they have like the girls bathroom and the boys bathroom i had like the entire second grade girls fully believing that there was a woman in the pipes in the bathroom and if the lights went off and like the water started running that she was coming up the pipes to come and get you and pull you down the toilet into the pipes and I would go into the bathroom. I think that would work. Well, it wouldn't, but we were so young, like, you know what I mean? Like, they were just like, oh my gosh. But I would go in the bathroom when girls were in there, turn off the lights, and turn on the water and be like, <laughs> she's coming! And then, like, everyone would, like, run out of the bathroom. It got so bad that there was this one girl that refused to use the bathroom. She started peeing her pants at school. <laughs> and I remember one day walking in from recess and her being in the same hallway as me and she had her jacket tied around her waist and I was like what did you do and I called her by her name and I was like pee your pants she, yeah she was she was literally peeing her pants like every day at school because she was so she, she believed me you know this goes out to the whole world right? <laughs> you're kind of just confessing I used to be a stuff. really bad kid when I was younger, but... I think you need to say, now I'm not. I'm not. No, absolutely. <laughs> you no haven't way. said that yet. Oh, no, 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 no. You're kind of just like, I'm I a definitely, bad girl. I've, I've learned from my still, mistakes. I still do it today. <laughs> <laughs> I do it at AAA. Oh, yeah, you should see the office. All the girls there, they don't Oh, shit, now they know where you live or work. <laughs> <laughs> That chick's gonna find you. Putting dirt on No, she, she, after that had happened... I don't know like, if I said your full name on here. It's okay. After we had like met in the like hallway, I think and she I was would like, know. <laughs> but she ended She's up going to the, like the principal's office and like tried sicking her older sister on me. And I remember her older sister like showing up to the school and being like, "If you fuck with my sister ever again," and I was just like half her size, just like not giving a single shit whatsoever. Walked home. I would yeah, I was about good. To was good like, insight into Zoe's childhood. <laughs> All right, um, did I just, re- I think it's Brian. Yeah, it's you, babe. Yeah, I was going to say the title, but I've been sitting here trying to figure out how yeah, to pronounce it. Yeah, I don't know it. how to pronounce that either. The Wonder of Fidge. <laughs> you should have just Googled it. The One Eye Rofidge. I don't know. I, don't, I hope it doesn't matter. Uh, hopefully it doesn't say it again in the story. Oh, I don't know how to <laughs> say that either. The One Rofidge. The One Rofidge. It's O N E I R O P H A G E. Just read it. Wonderophage. Uh, okay, yeah, I'm just gonna One start it and hopefully it doesn't show that word again. <laughs> it probably will. Okay, in the late 40s of the last century, I'm guessing 1940s, and this probably wasn't written in the 1900s, and unless you're talking about the 1840s, I don't know. <laughs> After a decade of private research involving experiments with binaural beat brainwave frequencies, <laughs> extrasensory cognition, 
and rare extracts extracts of South American vine. This is the fuck weird. are we talking about? <laughs> I, I don't even fucking know now. Dr. Tomas Rosner ah, Tomas. perfected a technique whereby one could actually intrude into the psyche and see another's thoughts. Despite having exhaustively uh, documented his righteous work, he could find no institution that would even offer to review it. Forced to sell his invention, he found by word of mouth among those through whom he produced narcotics a prospective buyer. The Bete Noir of an old New York family. Mr. John M. Dunn, a voyeuristic connoisseur of the supernatural and the obscene, who had squandered his idle youth in the great liber library, libra libraries of Paris. Those catacombs of departed authors rummaging among their hordes of dusty and obsolete works. A literary ghoul who distributed or disturbed with profane fingers the charnel houses of decayed philosophies. This is starting to sound like the opening scene of Ghostbusters. I have not paid attention. <laughs> is this a lot This of reminds writing? me of like our sisters reading uh, Harry Potter to us when we were very Oh young. my god. And this is like, like, okay, wow. It's like a, like a fucking... I like, cannot follow. A scientific book where they just use so many big words. Like, Why Wait a minute, before you, you start again. <laughs> Onirophage. 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 It's weird. <coughs> Never heard of it. Why she sound like such a weirdo? Wait, is this better? Onirophage. No. Oh. Reminds me of the Hitman chick. <laughs> you know the movie Hitman? Not the newer one, the old one. Oh yeah. yeah With yeah. Uh, Timothy Oliphant. Hmm. It's this lady who's like giving him like orders. Onirophage. Sounds just like her. That's a good-ass movie. If you haven't seen the original Hitman, not the Hitman 47, that one was shit. Uh, Hit, Hitman, just Hitman. That was a good movie. Timothy Oliphant's a good actor. <laughs> He's up there with, like, Mel Gibson. Um, mm, Mel Gibson's a bit of a controversial one now. I still like him, I don't even care. Uh, who's, oh, Keanu Reeves. He's a great one. Although The Matrix, I did not like. The new one? Yeah, I and thought it was sucked. fucking terrible. I told you guys. Oh, wait, are you done with your story? No. It's, oh, shit. We're not okay. even halfway through yet. <laughs> oh, God. Okay, keep going. <laughs> okay. Um, if you remember where we were, he readily agreed to the doctor's asking price without haggling, delighted at the prospect of exploring such a bizarre novelty. So I, I think what's going on is it's like some weird doctor, he makes weird pills and stuff, and now he's selling them to some family. Basically. What, so he's a family doctor? Yeah, but he's also, like, these are, like, designer drugs, I'm guessing. Like, they're weird pills that do stuff. Because he's some kind of, like, genius scientist. I don't know. Now, once adept at operation of apparatus, of the apparatus, Dunn paid Dr. Rosner off and under and under, and assumed name rented a shabby house within view of Sing Sing Prison, and the timeless night while the convicts fitfully slept. Sing Sing? Wait, is this in, like, Japan? It sounds like it. I don't know. Oh, wait, is Sing Sing in the U.S.? Keep going. I have no idea. In the timeless night, while the convicts fitfully slept, 
with the aid of set of a stolen blueprints and his new mind-reading device, he raided their memories cell by cell at liberty to savor the forbidden thrills of thefts, molestations, moonlit homicides, in secret without remorse of consequence. Within a month, the prisoners telling each other about the nightmares from which they had all begun abruptly to awaken discovered the shared striking similarities. First, uh, procession, processions of alligators and tortoises uh, filed through a swamp crowded with faceless people and sh shrieking orchids. Next, a shadow man at whom they looked directly but could never quite see who'd watched them in utter stillness from an empty house while invisible hands probed behind their eyes as they had, a, had to stand naked, legs locked in place, unable to run away. Their compared descriptions of the house were identical, uh, including its location just outside the walls. By mutual agreement, it was planned that the first of them to receive peril, uh, parole or be released would uh, search this house out to find if it really existed and investigate the source of their troubling dreams. A few days after being freed, their chosen spy was able to inform them with a smuggled message in code with that, uh, with a smuggled in message code that not only was the house real, but he had broken into it at night and found the gaunt, mustached man in a silk smoking jacket seated seated bolt upright head thrust back both eyes gaping mouth stuck open in a stiffened gasp <laughs> clenched hands gripping the arms of his chair in front of a scientific machine a handwritten journal on the desk told the whole story of his adventures prying unconstrained through their psyches plundering the haunted memories of criminal after criminal seeking ever more shameful and audacious or, yeah, audacious experiences until finally he wrote on July 7th of his overwhelming desire to witness telepathically the next execution in the prison's notorious electric chair. I apologize. I dropped a bomb there halfway through that. Yeah, I wasn't even... I was reading and I was... <laughs> I, <laughs> I, I got lost... The beginning. Oh no, I farted and it oh. was pretty bad. I thought you were oh saying a bomb like you were paying attention. <laughs> no, I mean I still wasn't. I don't know. It was either the your. It was either the writing or whoever wrote it. It's hard to follow along, or you're just a terrible reader. Probably a bit of both. <laughs> well, this just threw me off guard because this is narrator. All, I mean, these are all just like normal stories and then this one's all this fucking science yeah I know this shit. one was like <laughs> legit <laughs> so what I got I have to from remember how to pronounce shit now <laughs> so what I from what I got from the little bit that I did pay attention um it was a doctor like trying to telepathically see people executed in a prison that was the ending the middle the first part was talking about him making narcotics so I don't know what the fuck that was about then the second it was part to make a pill to make people telepathic right I'm not, I don't, I don't even fucking know. That's what, what it seemed like. And then they were like reading the minds of prisoners, or like watching the dreams of prisoners, and then they all started having the same dreams. Hmm. And then the dream was led them to his house? I don't, I don't know, it's... 
needs to be a little more organized. Seems like I just read a whole Twilight Zone episode. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was a little much for a short, creepy pasta. Like, you need to write that up a little bit more. That's for sure. <laughs> okay. Uh, go ahead, Zoe. I think you got the last kind of longish one. Okay. And then me and Brian got two short ones okay. after this. Um, it started as a leak. The rainy season began in early summer, and June had be- been no exception. It's funny, that usually happens to me in the early summer. <laughs> <laughs> I need to shave down there. Oh my god. <laughs> it did not surprise the man when he discovered rainwater dripping from his bi- dining room ceiling. Shrugging it off, he placed a tall pot beneath the leak and expected it to stop on its own. However, it continued to rain, and before he knew it, the pot would threaten to overflow. He had to dump the water out first thing in the morning and straight after he returned home from work. Eventually, he began to notice water damage at the source of the leak. The white ceiling had discolored, turning a dull shade of brown. He checked the weather and realized that it would continue to rain sporadically over the next 10 days. The man was worried about the ceiling, mildewing, and becoming an expensive repair, so he called a local handyman. Unfortunately, the man could not sign to have the repairs done, only his landlord could. It was a frustrating policy. That's why you have insurance. <laughs> Actually, that'd be a landlord po- uh, policy, and he would be liable for the coverages, <laughs> damages. He should have. He, he could have been sued if he had not been. <laughs> taking care of it so you should have that's a lawsuit this guy's in for some money (laughs) it's the insurance background that (laughs) if you don't know if you have a landlord who refuses to repair damages like the landlord's supposed to have insurance on that property and he doesn't um oh well regardless you can sue him for not keeping up on the place you're paying to live in and make some pretty money off that because they are required by law to keep up on your place and to not um, to not have it hazard dust. Because yeah. if it is, if you get hurt or get sick by something from them, they are liable for all of that. So just fake a trip or something. <laughs> and you'll you'll get some money out of them. Let's see. Words of wisdom from Adam. <laughs> the man had called the landlord but could not reach him. He left a few voicemails detailing how the damage was becoming progressively worse. The man was clueless as to why his landlord would not return his calls. They usually kept in touch, speaking at least twice a month. Finally, he reasoned that he would not be held accountable for any damages sustained. It's more often than I speak to my parents. <laughs> <laughs> One night, the man was startled awake by a massive thump. He quickly turned on his bedside lamp, and just vaguely, he could see an overturned table and a large shape lying across it. He sprinted out of his apartment and called the police, gagging up. You said sake. Did you? Shape. I said shape. Oh, oh shape. I heard sake. Sorry. A large shape lying snake. across it. Or no, I heard shake. A large shake. Sorry. I'll pronounce <laughs> shape words more. <laughs> Someone let the shake. <laughs> oh, fuck. It's a salt shaker. Oh, my fucking God. <laughs> I was thinking McFlurry. <laughs> just oh, okay. Yeah. That's, that makes more sense. Anyways, no, he was gagging at the smell. <laughs> That'd be awesome. <laughs> the man sat in the police station with a blanket wrapped around his shoulders and a coffee mug resting on his hands. He did not know one thing. 
Oh, wait, sorry. He did know one thing. He did not know <laughs> one thing. He's an idiot. Fucking idiot. <laughs> oh, God. Okay, so he did know one thing. There had been a dead body in his ceiling, and the water had saturated it so badly that it caved under the weight. So far. Wait, oh, wait, wait, wait. wait. <laughs> when did you smell that? <laughs> I would guess. Like, it depends on where Especially it's at. Especially the water's did. Like, you would... No, no, no. So that's just a movie. Fucking dark water. Have you guys seen that? Uh-huh. It's where... It Mark Ruffalo? Hulk? I don't know. Actually, I haven't seen it forever. It's like from <laughs> 2006. Oh wait, no, this is it's the whole concept of the what she just wrote. So the, um, like the whole time they're like hearing stuff and like smelling stuff in the movie, um, and their water's like getting dark and it's all weird. And I think in the movie that's like haunted or something. But what it turns out to be is there was a dead body in the uh, water. Oh my god! Dispenser. It sounds like this is hotel. Yeah, exactly. So that's weird because um, I'm pretty sure that movie was before that happened. Really? Yeah. Because I used to say that all the time. Like, um, that um, they based that movie off of that Asian lady. Yeah. Yeah, that's what you're talking about. Um, But I'm pretty sure the movie's older than that story. Well, that hotel is just, like, iconically known for just suspicious, like, murders and just whack-ass activity. Yeah. But, yeah, that, that sounds like that was kind of what that was. Um, it's always good, like, if you find a dead body, though. That's always crazy. <laughs> it's a good thing. <laughs> no, I mean, it's a good story. Oh. <laughs> it's always good if you find a dead body. Well, yeah, it's always a good ending, like, the whole time there was a dead person. So, wait... Did the land or so? This is a better twit. Well, like, was the landlord the murderer? Well, okay, let me finish. Let me finish. Oh, you're not finished. <laughs> no, Jesus, I need to stop interrupting. <laughs> so, so far, the body was unidentifiable due to the rainwater and was being autopsied. Autopsied while the man waited, he called his landlord and finally reached him. Panicking as he explained the situation, his landlord was just as alarmed. And the man pleaded for him to come to the station while he made his statement. The man paused as a detective crossed over to him, and he lowered his phone, wondering if the body had been identified. His blood ran immediately cold, and he shook his head with terror. The body belonged to Richard Thompson, his landlord, and he had died over a year ago. That's not what disturbed him the most. If his landlord was dead, then who was pretending to be him? Ooh. Wait, did, wait, so he was only texting his landlord, or did he never did he ever see the other guy? I think he, he was texting. Yeah, him. I think. What he would was the guy get out of it? How long were they doing it? Because I mean, he really wanted to be the landlord. Yeah. Is <laughs> it just kind of like fix the sink while you're gone? Good luck. <laughs> what fucking murderer is gonna do that? I mean, there can't be that much money in landlord business. Well, no. Well, I don't think it's so much so there that like the be. guy wanted to, to be a landlord. Him? Well, well, not to kill. Like, landlords uh, landlords make good money. He could have been, like, a super sleazy landlord and just had, like, a lot of bad blood with people and someone ended up murdering him and then just yeah, kept up. Well, you yeah, I want to murder mine. what I'm saying? What? He, the guy that killed the landlord sat there pretending to be the landlord to keep suspicious off of him. So that he can continue to be free because he's continuing like the landlord is alive. 
but he's really dead and has been for over a year. I don't see that how that's going to help him get away from suspicion if he has to pretend to be him for quite a while. What about the people who know him? I think I think it's a funnier version if he's like, I can do this shit better. <laughs> oh my and God. then he like tries to take over. A couple months down, he's like, Yeah, this isn't working out. I don't know how to fix that. <laughs> Takes off. Oh my fucking god! <laughs> I mean, it could have just been someone late on rent and then uh, go fuck. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it was <just> like <laughs> spree of the moment, like yeah, just crazy. murder him. Like, oh shit! Yeah, everyone's gonna know. <laughs> 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 I want to. Th- I want to think it's like a Mr. Bean episode. <laughs> Accidentally kills his <laughs> landlord, then he has to pretend to do like a landlord duties for the rest of the couple oh, months. Oh no! Oh, that's good. Okay, uh, this next one seems promising. I sat on the bus. Is the title. I sat on the bus on my way home to school. So it's a kid, listening to music and playing little to no. Paying little to no attention, I'm assuming what they meant, uh, paying little to no attention to the other students. At one of the stops, my mind snapped back to reality. Eminem <laughs> just went through my mind. Oh Whoa, my god. Right back to me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I looked towards the small house, Tommy's house, I thought. I had slipped through the drapes of the window and waved the bus driver to move on. He's sick, I thought, paying no large amount of attention to the situation. The day flew by. I watched the local news channel after school, and what I heard paralyzing. What kid is watching the news channel after... Okay, that's suspicious. Tommy's entire family was murdered that day by an unknown suspect. After hearing this news, I moved back to my room and quietly fell asleep. Wait, I thought... Oh, that's enough for today. <laughs> Holy shit! Oh, what time is it? <laughs> Weird kid. Uh, the next day, I sat on the bus. We drove past Tommy's house, and the bus driver, unwary of Tommy's family's fate, stopped at his home. As I was about to get up and explain to her what had happened, something caught my eye. A pale hand slipped through the drapes on the window and waved the bus driver on. I sat on the bus in terror. <laughs> what the fuck? That's it. So... The, the little dead boy is like, leave without me. <laughs> He's like, fuck that, I'm not going to school. <laughs> I'm maybe, dead, bitches. <laughs> maybe he just faked his own death so he didn't have to go to school anymore. Oh my god. That's it. That's an inventive way of getting out of school. That is. Or, one better, he murdered his whole family <laughs> so he doesn't have to go to school anymore. And he acted like he got away. Now he's just living in the home and he's like, Get, get the fuck out of here! What are you doing, lady? Go! Oh my cover! Okay, Brad, take us out on the last one. The last one is titled Seaweed. Mm. Huh. My grandmother. <laughs> I'm glad we're talking about the important topic here. Yeah. Seaweed. Why did we get two lame ones at the last ones? Although I don't know, Brian. Your last one was probably the worst. Yeah, well, that one. It was a good idea, but <laughs> ter- that needs to be like a book. Yeah. <laughs> Too short of time for how much they tried to cram in there. Yeah. 
Uh, okay, so my grandmother grew up in the slums of Prohibition-era Chicago. Mm. Her family mm. lived in a small house near the harbor, and one of her earliest memories was of a particular hot summer when, seeking respite from the heat, uh, she and her sister discovered a seldom-used section of boardwalk near an abandoned warehouse. Boardwalk <laughs> Empire. <laughs> Every night I haven't seen that. I, that's about monsters, right? I have no idea what you I think it is. It's a TV no series. Where, I don't know. I have no idea what you're talking about. I just really? <laughs> it's a Netflix thing, isn't it? I have no idea what you're talking God about. God damn it. It's a thing. <laughs> I believe It's you. a TV series. I'm pretty sure. Or it's a game. It pretty must sure be about it's a TV series. Right? It has to be about the pier. Like the... I don't know. Boardwalk. Boardwalk Empire. I thought it was about mobsters, and it kind of sounded like it was fitting it. Never mind. Forget it. Keep going. <laughs> We're kidding. Every night for several weeks, the two girls would make their way down to the docks and sit together on an edge on the edge of the pier as the sun went down. My grandmother vividly and for a time fondly recalled the feel of a seaweed between her toes as she and her sister dangled their feet into the murky water. Oh, this one's old. I know this one. Okay, it wasn't until years later that she returned to the pier and found that the warehouse had been demolished. Curious, she made an inquiry of the Department of Planning and Development. Apparently, the warehouse had been owned for time by the mob. <laughs> Is that where you're getting this from? <laughs> No, I've heard this story before. Uh -huh. It's a really old one, but okay. keep going. It's actually pretty good. Okay. Yeah. It was owned by a, at, owned for a time by the mob, who was using it as a base of operations for a local prostitution racket. It had only been uh, uncovered when the associate began disposing of rival hookers by fitting them with concrete shoes and dumping them into the harbor. Investigating of officers had recovered nearly two dozen bodies from the waters of the secluded pier nearby. Mm. How had the bodies been discovered? A passing fisherman spotted some of the victims' hair floating near the surface of the water, like seaweed. Oh, hell oh no. So yeah, it was her grandma. She was putting her feet in, touching dead hooker hair. It's oh, no. a pretty good story. It sounds like that might be real. Although, that, that's a gnarly uh, story. Although I feel like the the real mob would probably dispose of them further out, not by the yeah. pier. <laughs> well, I don't or know. Like the they weren't all winners. Because also, what I have to do is like accidentally fall off the pier and be like, "Oh fuck!" There's like a couple dozen hookers down here. <laughs> well, yeah, but they were also the less dead, so police don't really investigate that a whole lot. Yeah. I don't know. It's probably fake, but I would believe that's real. They didn't say how... They said it was... They didn't really say how much time it went past or how old those bodies were. So I don't know. Rigor mortis speeds up in water. Yeah. Although, mm -hmm. if your foot is sealed or your body is sealed, um, it actually preserves it. So their Pretty feet badass. are probably nice. <laughs> yeah, no, literally, oh if God. your feet are in socks and in a shoe, like, it'll preserve it. Ew. Have you guys heard of the feet that's been showing up on um, the east shore of America? In Can no, well, mostly Canada and America. Feet? Yeah, just severed feet have been showing up, like, on the shore on beaches. On just the east random. coast? 
Yeah. Of Canada or the U.S.? Both. Both? That's not... Yeah, like hundreds. And the, it was like, there was like a whole thing about it, and they're like trying to figure out what it was. Like, was there some serial killer? And they're all different. Like, there was no pairs. What the fuck? And That's really everybody weird. was trying to figure out, and I guess scientists or... I forget who came out. So uh, an entity came out and said what it was. It was just people dying at sea. And then their feet are the only things that survive. Like their bodies get eaten and they don't eat the f- the shoe. And then it gets to shore. That, at least that's what the authorities said. Huh. Interesting. Sounds yeah, there was like a lot of up. theories out there. It was interesting. It was a... Um, I don't... It wasn't quite a documentary. It was just like a... A thing I watched, but yeah, it was really interesting because yeah, apparently the sock like will keep the foot in there long enough, I guess. Well, that's weird too because like I wonder if it's like a certain material because I like I've I watched this documentary about a like a scuba diver that would dive in like caves, and he ended up getting stuck, and like his body was down there and they ended up like closing off like the whole cave and making it so that nobody could go there and his like friend like his diving friends and oh shit i heard about this one going down there and like rescuing him and bringing his body back and like he's in like a full-blown wetsuit but it's all just like broken down and like he's in the wetsuit but like he's not like like how his like makeup would be is just like deteriorated and like he's just like mush inside of a bag basically Hmm. I wonder if that's I wonder if If it's it's the same one I thought it was because um, that would probably be hard it was decompression because they were going at deep it could um, be that too but I do wonder if it has anything to do with the actual material of what's on the body oh probably I wonder if it could like them. But with that one, like, there wasn't a lot of time that went by. And I think it was that, like, his body had literally been crushed by the pressure. No, the one that I'm talking about, he, his body was down there for, like, I think two months. Because... Yeah, that's not that long. Either way, that'd be really hard to To be completely submerged up. in water for two months? Yeah, it's not that long. Think about how, <laughs> like, think about when we spend time in the hot tub, how quickly our fingers, like... Yeah wrinkle and everything your whole body is going to be doing that your whole yeah. body is just absorbing the water at that point and your your flesh and everything is just oh yeah you blow okay yeah. but either way it'd be really hard to carry that body back up to oh, the surface yeah. right? i thought the second guy died like trying, trying to get a bag yeah yeah the first guy that did go down there and rescue him ended up dying so i had to bring two bodies back out yeah yeah, okay. Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, that's a fucked up story. Bag of mashed Because it was, yeah, it was his yeah. best friend. He, he was yeah. like, I'm going to go get him. They both had the same exact name. They both had the same exact first name. Oh, I didn't know that. There's a story about a, like, a, like a missionary. Well, he wasn't a missionary. He was getting ready to go on his mission. But there's these, they're called, like, the Nutty pot caves or something like that it's in like i don't know it's in utah i believe it might be like cash county but it could be also more south but this guy ended up like he's going uh what would you call it not spelunking but like they're going like to go through caves and everything and he gets himself into this cave and he's like 
he's it's like as wide as his shoulders are so he's like literally like inching his body like through this cave and trying to get to like the opening because like where he was it was like super narrow and then it opened up a little bit so he was trying to get into the opening Mm -hmm. not realizing that he was completely upside down so he had no way of getting back out because all of the like force and like gravity of the weight of his body is bringing him down into that hole and so he literally died upside down in that freaking hole because like all of his blood started just going to his brain Mm -hmm. and they like tried to rescue him and everything but because all the blood was going to his brain and the top of his body he was like basically swollen so when they were like trying to pull him out like they couldn't pull him out and like his legs it was like how he was angled if they pulled him out they would be like having to snap his femurs to like get him all the way out that's a good story we I, we need to do an episode on like people going missing and stuff because especially like in parks national parks national parks yes. those are awesome yes um so yeah that was uh our creepy pasta episode we got through all of them uh, what do you guys think? Did you guys like that? I liked it. I like some of the stories. I think if we like, I think we should deep dive a little bit and pull our like favorite stories. We can do that. This was just kind of a dipping our toes in, seeing yeah. what we thought. I liked it. I thought it was fun. Yeah, I thought some of them were hit or miss. But yeah, that's mostly sure. the ones you did. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I got all the shitty ones. Well, the last luck one of the draw. Yeah, that last one was pretty good. Yeah, whatever. You got the best last one, probably the most feasible out of yeah. them. Yeah. But the middle one I got was the worst, so... Yeah. Well, at least you got three. Zoli only got two. Stop complaining. (laughs) All right. All right. Well, yeah, let us know if you guys liked that episode. Um, Like, share, and subscribe. Again, we are on Spotify, um, YouTube a little bit. We're still kind of getting bigger on YouTube. Uh, Follow us on the Facebook page if you haven't already. Um, And... Anywhere else that you can listen to podcasts, you can find us there at the Divorced Assholes Podcast. All right, guys. Everybody, have a good one and stay safe. Thank you. Bye. Or don't. No one cares.